Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, 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 Left Coasters podcast. We're we're here every week breaking down the NFL for you and following our new hometown team, the Los Angeles Rams. (laughs) 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 My name is Tony Cavallo, and I'm flanked by Matthew D'Angelo Antonio and Brian Balzarini. Got it right again. again. I'm killing it again. We're going great so far. Guys, we had a crazy first week of the NFL. It was a good one. So much to talk about. I don't even know. I, I don't even know if we're gonna have enough time to do it. Well, we'll make enough time to do we it. We will all. not. We will not have enough time to cover everything. We're gonna hit the big things. We're gonna hit the Rams, and then we're gonna give you a little preview of Week Two. But first off, let me say that I, uh, I'm very excited about the both the parody in the NFL and also the the plethora of young quarterbacks that came to play in Week One. I really am because. For a while there, we were stuck with a lot of games that featured Matt Castles and Joey Harrington's of the world, and I'm happy to say that I don't think we're going to see that period in a long, long time. We have a lot of young QBs who are ready to take their teams, who can, who are competent enough to play the game. I'm, um, I couldn't be excited because Brady, Roethlisberger, Eli, they're all getting older in age, and we need to have these young guys be ready to take the reins and move the NFL forward and Damn, they showed up. I mean, whether it was Derek Carr, you know, leading the Oakland Raiders to a gutsy win on a two-point conversion. Jameis Winston My looked boy. incredible under center in Tampa Bay yesterday. Carson Wentz, despite, um, you know, all other things, the Eagles looked good. Granted, they played a very, very lackluster Browns team, but Carson Wentz showed a lot of poise. Blake Bortles looked really, really good. Now, if you had to pick one, one young quarterback that really stood out above the rest, I mean, there were a lot of them. Is there any one in particular? particular that caught your eye well mine's Jameis Winston for all the you know obvious reasons but 22 the magic number is 22 he is 22 years old that's amazing and he looks like he's been in the league for four years Um, looked wonderful looked really good and he led a team uh, against a very you know Atlanta put up a good good fight and they did a really nice job but he diced four touchdowns and they were bombs too and they were great I mean he made spectacular passes fed the ball to pretty much everybody absolutely Jameis came to play Matthew anyone stand he up totally for you did yeah I'm gonna um I'm gonna give a shout out this week I think to Blake Bortles despite the fact that the Jaguars lost um he had a great game he went 24 for 39 for 320 yards he threw a touchdown he did throw an interception and it was a bad interception I mean again I know we talked about this in week one I just think there's so much promise there and I remember watching we were we you and I were watching the games together yeah, on shout Sunday. out to TJ and shout Troy out for hosting to, uh, Thomas Jones Wortham for letting us crash his place and watch uh, watch football there. But yeah, we were watching the games and I just I remember turning to Tony and saying, Blake Bortles looks so comfortable. I think Blake Bortles had a great day, and despite the fact that they lost, look for more great stuff from him in the in the weeks to come. As for a quarterback that caught my eye, I'm going to your team, Dangles, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo oh, man. for what New England. What a day handsome Jimmy had, huh? He uh, speaking of handsome, isn't he how, sexy? How does New England have two of the model quarterbacks? He like is, just gorgeous quarterbacks. He is so good looking. Jimmy he is amazing, good looking, and he can play <laughs> football. Like, only, only could he be Tom Brady's backup. 
It, right? it makes perfect it sense. He backs him up in every sense. way. It's it, he is the heir to the throne, I think, and he showed that last a- night. Absolutely, he looked so calm under pressure. He moved through the pocket well. He went through his progressions. There was a third and fifteen that he hit late in the game that he needed to hit, and he went through three reads, moving to his left before he found the pass. I believe it was to uh, either Edelman or Amendola, one of the many white receivers that they have in New England. <laughs> but he, Jimmy Garoppolo hit everything he needed to hit. He was really. They have to be really happy with him. He looked like a veteran. He Absolutely. Looked, and let's remember, he didn't have his left tackle or his right tackle. No. So if he had and time he to Gronk. throw, that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. And, uh, uh, I and mean, Gronk, I, not there, right? Exactly. I would talk about the Patriots. That win was so impressive to me. And we can talk about that next, guys. Which team impressed you the most with the win? I'll talk about the Patriots first because going into Arizona, a team that's favored to win the NFC or at least be in the contention for a championship Super Bowl team, and uh, New England stepped up and played them play for play. Never like no like big you know penalty that changed the game. That was a a well fought victory for them. And shout out to Martellus Bennett of all people because that man he did not catch. He caught two balls I think for fifteen yards, but he was not asked to catch the ball. He took the Gronkowski role of being the blocking tight end, which they needed him to be with the injuries on the line. Mm-hmm. And talk about the mantra of do your job. Martellus Bennett is not. Did not come in the league as a blocking tight end. He came in the league to, receiving tight end. to score touchdowns and be that fantasy tight end. But no, he sat there on the line and mauled people all day. I, I was extremely happy with the Patriots. That's my biggest uh, biggest like statement win of the week. I would like to hear what you guys think. I'm, I was really impressed with Oakland. I was able to watch their game, and I felt really, really good about what David Carr was able to do. And it was a high-scoring game. Jack Del Rio, at, you know, when he was faced with the opportunity to either go for two or tie the game and send it into overtime. He decided he was going to go for it and he owned it and he threw a fade to the corner of the end zone to Crabtree. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I disagree with that call. Oh, God, that's so gutsy. Yeah, when he called guys, it, I was like, oh, my God, is he really going for it? This is incredible. Well, cause I, and I remember they they brought out they brought out the, the two-point conversion team, and then there was a timeout called, and we're all sitting in the room yeah. going, oh, they're going to bring out the field goal unit because tie the game. Tie that's the game. conventional wisdom. You take it to overtime. That's what you're supposed to do. But... And I, I I was curious to hear what you guys thought about that because Jack Del Rio, I mean that's and I read a he- I was reading a story you know or, or rather just browsed through a headline where you know that he had said that, that that call was made on trust and not guts in in week one as a coach to to be able to trust and I mean that's just that says I guess speaks to the relationship that they have to be able to trust that you know Michael Crabtree is going to go out there and say Coach I got this Michael or, you know, Derek Derek throw the ball to me, I will be open in the end zone, which I guarantee you is what happened in that huddle. And I, I personally hate the fades to the end zone. I really don't enjoy when a team calls that because I think too many things can go wrong. But, man, that throw was perfect. Crabtree made the catch, and they went home with a stolen victory. And let's not and let's keep in mind who they, who they beat. They took on a very good team in Drew Brees, and they showed up. I was not, I was not feeling like the Saints were going to do a lot this year, but they showed up, and they put points on the board. They didn't just win you know, against a Tennessee or, 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 or Cleveland. They pulled a good win in New Orleans. And they had to come back in that game, too. I mean, Drew Brees set the house on fire on the other side there. Oh, his receivers showed up. So kudos to the Oakland Raiders. Dangles, any uh, big win uh, statement win from you? 
Well, uh, I like, I mean, I like where, where you were going with, uh, with the Raiders. I do, um, statement wins for me this week. I don't know. I mean, I, granted it was against the Falcons, but I think the Bucks made a statement in week one in the NFC South. I mean, that, that division is up for grabs as far change as, of I'm, guard, as, I, as, as far say. as I'm That's concerned. Change of guard. I was about to say, Brian texted me midway through Sunday saying there's a change of guard in the NFC uh, South, and he might be right. Now, I don't know if week one was just an anomaly for the Panthers, and we're going to see the same team that, that we saw last year come out because, you know, not a lot has changed. That defense I, is still, I think, the best defense in the NFC. Um, and, I mean, you know, Cam is Cam, and he's going to he's gonna be a game breaker. somebody you have to plan for specifically every single week. But, I mean, Jameis comes out throws four touchdowns and has himself a monster day. Mike Evans, who had a yeah, okay season last year, came Ooh, out. I don't know about that. He caught a hundred. He caught a hundred yards worth of passes for a touchdown. Yeah, um, amazing. And, I mean, I think I think the Bucks are just saying, look, we're here. And we're going to be a factor in the NFC South. And I know, you know, nobody, maybe nobody thinks that we can do this, and we don't have some marquee players. But, but Tampa Bay Bucks fans should be excited. I think they're going to compete this year in the NFC South. And, and can I throw out maybe a little on, you know, you know, third place here? I really liked what the Vikings were able to do. That's true. You know, we talked a lot about them last week, and everybody had, you know, expectations all over the place. Nobody knew how they were going to turn out, but. Uh, they showed up, they scored points, they played defense, which is what they're going to have to do, clearly, but they went into Tennessee and won against what a lot of people thought was going to be a much better Tennessee Titan team. Yeah. And, you know, DeMarco Murray did a great job. Mario did okay. They, they Mariota showed... had a rough day. I he... don't know if they would even give him an okay for okay. that. Okay. Like, I mean, that, that defense, though, that's why. That's that a good defense. defense. Was that's a really good defense. I think there's a lot of places he can go. You know, there's a lot of room for improvement, but give the Vikings credit. They did their job. They did their job. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, and on the other side of this coin here, is there any playoff team that was a playoff team last year that really struggled in week one that surprised you on the negative end, Brian? I mean, there was a couple that, that was surprising. Kansas City was very surprising to, to me. To me, it had to be the Cardinals. Okay. You know, I, I thought they played a very good New England team, but when you are in Arizona, you have a team that just traveled across the United States, has a backup quarterback, is missing their left tackle, their right tackle, and their tight and their stud tight end. You need to show up and you need to play. And I didn't see it out of Carson Palmer. And you know, I thought there were some good things there too. But I, I was very disappointed to see them not put on a bigger show yeah. and show up. Yeah, Dangles. I think the Chiefs, despite the fact that they won. Uh, had a really crummy game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I uh, their their defense played poorly against an anemic San Diego Chargers offense, and uh, one that lost Keenan Allen, you know, part of the way through the the game. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. But again, they lose their marquee wide receiver. They had what I, I forget if it was twenty one or twenty seven to three lead at one point in that game. They were up by several touchdowns. Uh, the Chargers were. And yeah. and that's a game that and and the Chargers as we as we talked about last week are a crap organization. Crap organization. A, and that's, they are that's awful. in Kansas City too that yeah. they that they let up that big of a deficit on their home field first game of the season. This team's picking everyone's picking them to win their division, make a run in the playoffs. Like that was a terrible, terrible first half. It really them. was. And I honestly, I'm surprised that they won that game. And even even though they did defensively defensively they just didn't show up the secondary wasn't there uh, you know they were able to complete passes to Travis Benjamin and uh, you know and even in Keenan Allen when he was in there he was catching you know he was catching everything thrown his way we'll have it, to see how it works out but I will tell you you mentioned something about worrying about we have something to worry about with our new hometown team guys and we're going to get to that in one second but first let's kick it to dangles with a little bit of news <laughs> 
Well, it's fitting that we ended our last segment uh, talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because our news this week brings us to the Bay Area of oh, Tampa, boy. Florida, the great uh, cities of Tampa and St. Petersburg. Police say uh, that a Florida man asking if a bulletproof vest still worked <laughs> was fatally shot by his cousin. Oh. A Tampa police report says 23-year-old Joaquin Mendez put on the vest late Saturday and, quote, wondered aloud whether it still worked. Still According worked. to yeah, still worked. Is there an expiration date on these? I I mean I don't know. I, maybe it was old Kevlar or something like okay. that. You know, I, I, I can see say. there being a I can see there being a reasonable amount of time in which you have to get a new uh, plated vest. According to a witness, uh, Mendez, the the man who was shot, sat in a chair and put on the vest. His cousin, twenty uh, four year old Alexandro Garibaldi, took out a handgun and said, "Let's see." Oh my god. Found him outside uh, his house with a gunshot wound to his chest. Oh, my goodness. Obvious, obvious question would be, why did they not just put it on a tree? Or, or you know, why didn't they just... Well, well you got to see. I mean, why do you got to wear it? Why, did, why, why? Okay, so if you're testing a bulletproof vest, are you putting it on and trying it? Or are you putting it on the ground and taking a shot at it with the hope that it doesn't go through? But, you know, if it's not on you and it happens to go through it... You're not dead. So now that I see this, is there a case for them to sue the Bulletproof Vest Company? Because it clearly didn't see, work. I wonder that because because my question was, you know, and that's that's a fair point, Brian. But my question is, why didn't the vest work? Right? Is it supposed like, to work? You're supposed to when you get shot with a bullet with, in wearing a bulletproof vest. As I understand, it still hurts like a bitch. But, but it's in the know, name. It leaves you with a big old welt wherever it, you get the shot. Name. It's not supposed to be the whole idea of Kevlar. Is that it? It, it like it's impenetrable. You know, yeah, you can't. A bullet will crush when it try when it tries to penetrate through it. I, I maybe there is a case for them to sue. That that's actually a, a really good question. Because that's a te- you can't call it a bulletproof vest if it's not bulletproof. Safe to say that alcohol was involved in this because I mean we've you know, done a bunch of stupid story, stuff when we're drunk. The story didn't mention uh, whether any any drugs or alcohol or narcotics or anything. There's like no way that that's a sober involved. thought. Though. I cannot imagine. Uh, that that there was not some sort of substance involved in this. All right, Jen, so week one of the NFL is in the books. Your Monday night contest, final game of the week. 49ers 28, our Los Angeles, yeah, our. our Los Angeles Rams, bagel. Zero, nothing. Zip. The only team in the NFL in week one not to score and single point. Did they cross the the ten yard line? I mean, I, I can't speak. I can't speak to that. I mean, um, there was a close drive at the end before Keenum threw a pick. But my God, just the a ter- they Angeles, didn't even attempt a field goal. Terrible. The Los Angeles Rams racked up a hundred and eighty five total yards of offense. They oh averaged three point one yards per play. Oh my God! Yeah, Meanwhile, I mean, San Fran had three hundred twenty yards of total offense. Gurley forty seven yards. That's it. On and how, here's on how many carries for Gurley? Seventeen. And you want the story of the game, gentlemen? I think right here, this is says this says it all. First downs, San Francisco twenty-eight, Los Angeles ten. That's a seven-nine fucking bullshit. <laughs> That's ten just... first downs for the entire game. Not one single sack. Not 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 one at all. Case Keenum had an awful night. Seventeen of thirty-five for a hundred and thirty yards. Two picks. That's ridiculous. I mean, we're sitting here watching this game. We had the pleasure of watching this together, and uh, I mean, at, at we were sitting there in the game trying to think of things to root for. Like we're trying to root for this team. We're trying to be a fan of the new hometown team. Trying to get it in our blood. 
I don't know how you can watch that game as a fan and be and be excited for the next fifteen weeks. I'm I'm not even used to watching the Lions play that bad. You know, truthfully, I don't see anything on that field right now that resembles a winning organization. When you can't complete a significant amount of your passes, get first downs. You couldn't do anything. First downs, and then your all-pro running back get only 47 yards and nobody else picks up the slack. That first half was atrocious. That's 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 inconceivable. And I don't know how Jeff Fisher manages to distort this one. He's going to have uh, some explaining to do. Yeah, I, I, who, usually when a game happens, there's, there's a thing you can point to, like, well, well, we screwed up on special teams, guys. We we didn't stop them on third downs. There was not a thing they did and well And where was game. that defensive line? I mean, they where made, was that awesome, amazing, the best defensive line in the league, according to everybody? Can't get a sack. Including us, and they can't get pressure on Blaine Gabbert. I mean, I, I will say that the start of the second half, uh, the L.A. defense kept them in it by forcing three consecutive three-and-outs by San Fran, but then the offense did nothing. I mean, Tavon... Put them in field position to kick a field goal at the very least, and they turn it over and never return. It's just, it was a terrible game overall. Well, we watched a lot of small ball. I yeah, think tonight absolutely. we watched a lot of small ball. We watched. I saw a lot of of little screen plays out, you know, to uh, to Tavon Austin. Uh, you're paying. I mean, and we're paying this guy what forty two million dollars over the next four years. It's forty two. I, 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 yeah, I, I was shaking my head because yeah, I don't no, know if he had forty two yards. This is wide receiver. This is wide receiver one money we're paying him. He didn't. Have, he had thirteen yards on four catches. Oh my god! Kenny Britt led Rams receivers uh, with sixty seven yards. Nobody caught a touchdown tonight. Case Keenum's quarterback rating was 34.2. Case Keenum after, was uh, after uh, this evening. He didn't make too many mistakes, the interception, take it out of that, but he did not challenge anything. I, other than one pass to Kenny Britt, I don't remember him attempting a pass that went 15 yards or more. Yep. Like, they didn't take any shots. They didn't threaten the defense at all. San Fran knew everything they were doing. Uh, it seemed like they were playing with the hands tied behind their back. The interior of that offensive line was so crappy for most of that oh, game. Oh, man. Like they, uh, the D line of San Fran, Navarro Bowman, and just could do whatever he wanted back there. It was not a good game. Well, and maybe How? that's and maybe that is a credit to the San Francisco defense for putting so much pressure on on Case Keenum all night long. Because and and maybe that is a, is the the result or what led to all of this small ball is that Case Keenum getting pressure on him constantly. I mean, they're bringing six, seven, eight guys on almost every snap. And all he can do is find uh, is find, uh, you know, Todd Gurley or, or Tavon Austin out in the flat, give it to somebody who's elusive and hope that they can break tackles. And they weren't able to do that tonight. No, they weren't. But it, it was all ineptitude. If, if you really boil it down to a couple things, it is essential that when you are in the NFL that you have personnel that can give you flexibility. I didn't see balls go th- across the middle. No. I didn't see balls go anywhere near the middle. And you're either super scared, you're super scared of what San Francisco is able to bring in the middle, um, too much traffic, too much going on, um, or you or you throw it deep. There's no other place where you go. And nobody. there was no extension on any play. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, you know, they don't have it. We were talking about this during the game. They don't have a deep threat. They don't have somebody who can break the game. And this is all this is something we talked about in our first week and sort of our get to know the Rams uh, sort of segment. One of the concerns that, that we had brought up was the wide receiving core. And I, I think anybody who's watched the Rams is you don't have to go. You don't have to come here just to hear that opinion. The wide, wide receiving core in the Rams is not solid. And maybe maybe the fact that there weren't any uh, balls thrown over the middle tonight sort of speaks to a trust issue that Case Keenum has 
with his receivers. Because if you trust your receiver as a quarterback, you're going to throw to him. You're going to throw to him all the time and any time that you can whenever he's open. And the fact that he's not willing to go over the middle to his guys, whether that's because he doesn't want them to get jacked up or otherwise— I mean that says that says to me that he doesn't trust his guys to catch the ball and I mean, make plays. You can see the exact opposite of that with the game before on Monday night. Ben Roethlisberger was just chucking it up to his receivers. No, I mean, because he just throwing so much it trust up. in what they were, what they, with the game plan. He knows make if a I play. put it up, if I put it in the area of Antonio Brown, he's going to haul it in. There was one play where it the snap hit Ben at his ankles. And before he was even able to lock eyes on where he was throwing the ball, he was already in his throwing motion. Out of his and hands, 30-yard completion. And it was a beautiful pass. Yeah. Beautiful pass. They don't have that. L.A. does not have that. And it's tough for me. I've been a fan of Green Bay for so long. It's tough for me to watch an offense and a defense and a special teams that is just so much worse than the opposing team. And we're not going out of limb when we say that they they are the worst team in the NFL right now. Uh, zero points. That You start and end right there. They end the game with as many points as they started. You and where are, and where do you go if you're Jeff Fisher? Well, then, then let's ask that question, guys. Where do we go if you're Jeff Fisher? This is, you know, you week, you, week one, you score zero points. You're going to have to come out and face the Los Angeles media now in a press conference. You're going to get grilled about why the hell you couldn't get the ball into the damn end zone. I mean, because that's, that's the question of the night. What, what the hell happened out there and why couldn't you score? So where do you go now at Jeff Fisher? You're going to have a day off tomorrow and then Wednesday, they'll get back to practice. Uh, what are what are we what are we saying to them in the locker room, and what are we working on this week in 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 practice? I mean, that's a great question. I don't know what you could be working like, on in practice. Start? Like exactly, where do you start? And I think you got to focus on Jeff Fisher. Like this is the team that you had four weeks or however many weeks of preseason and training camp to prepare for. You know you're going to play this game. How do you come out with such a lackluster fire? And and not to mention, who are you going to point the finger at first? You know, I say you point it right at Jeff. I oh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But then once he's done doing that, where where does he go from there? And who does he who does he look to I mean, in the you locker can knock room? Him all you want, but but you can't deny that there was execution that just didn't happen on the Absolutely. field tonight. Case Keenum and, and I, didn't execute. Todd Gurley didn't execute. Aaron Donald got tossed from the friggin' game in the fourth quarter. That's not, or was it the third quarter? It was in the second was, half. Yeah, was, of the, yeah he, it was in the second half of the game. You cannot. As the team's leading defensive player, then you're the guy who everybody's looking to to make a big play. Lose your cool the way he did on the field and get tossed out of the first game of the season. That's a bad omen. But I man. argue that's a coaching thing because you're you're on a Bill Belichick team. You're doing your job whether you're you're, you're the third string tackle coming in to start the game. You're still not making those mental mistakes that these LA Rams make, and that's because you're coached by Bill Belichick. When you're coached by Jeff Fisher, as is apparent with the history of this man. His teams make mistakes. His teams lose games they should win. His teams don't perform to their capabilities. I think this all comes back to Jeff Fisher. I don't. Nobody would disagree that Jeff Fisher has his shortcomings, and he is extremely culpable for what just went on on our television. Um, he doesn't play the game. You know, the question really is, who is he going to look to in that locker room to go, hey? What's going on? Yeah. Because there clearly is a, is a miscommunication because either the game plan isn't working and they're poor at making you know adjustments or they just got beat that bad by a mediocre San Francisco 49ers team. Or was there some shortcomings on, on the play calling end or the personnel package, you know, the more intricate things. And whatever the answer is, Jeff Fisher has to re- Jeff Fisher at some point is going to have to rely on somebody in that locker room to go, okay, let's calm down. Let's let's cool our jets. Let's get back to basics and make sure that we do what we can do. 
and let let it go from there. Because like you pointed out, when you start throwing helmets and you start getting ejected, that's when you start losing the morale of your team. And players wonder, wow, 15 more games, huh? Well, this is going to be a long week. This is going to be a long week, a long couple months, and a long season. Maybe that's something we as burgeoning Rams fans should remember is it, it is just week one. You know, we're, we're, I mean, I feel like, you know, some of the timbre of this has kind of been like the sky's falling. They didn't score a single friggin' point. What are we going to do? But it is just week one. This is a team that won, you know, with basically this roster last year. And they didn't make the playoffs. They were, they were doing seven and nine, but, you know, but they beat the they Seattle beat Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks uh, at, at, towards the end of the year. Um, and that is, uh, oddly enough, who they are playing next week. Yes, they it lost to the Seattle Seahawks the first time uh, they played them. I believe that was week one yeah, of last season. Yeah, they lost a close season. game, It was a close game. They came back and won later on. But, I mean... Given what I saw of Seattle this weekend, guys, I, you know, I don't I mean, that could be it could be a close game if they if they go back to practice this week and get their shit together. This is a team they could beat. I think it's a team they could beat. I don't know if they can beat them, but I will say that if Russell Wilson cannot play or is hindered in any way, then Seattle is a completely different team. And then we have a chance. For some reason, Jeff Fisher likes to play Seattle. And even when San Fran was good, he played San Fran really well. He can he can play the division titans in his team really, really well. But when it comes down to the regular game, like a San Fran 49ers team, which should be a stepping stone for other teams, you know, we saw they scored zero points. As for the Seattle game, man, I don't... It's it's a high price to pay to try and beat that Seattle team. And it's, it is the home opener for LA, so they will be jazzed on that. But guys, Seattle's arguably one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, that's going to be tough. Are they, though? Because after Sunday, that was a 12-10 to 10 win over a Dolphins team that is not, not very good. strong defensively. Ryan Tannehill had had a terrible day. That's um, true. The defense looked just really anemic and sluggish, and I don't... There was nothing pretty about that no, game. No, no, there really you, wasn't. I don't, I don't think if you're Seattle, you feel all that confident about how you were able to barely beat a Miami Dolphins team that offensively didn't put anything together. Uh, but going into next week, they've got to feel good about bouncing back against the L.A. Rams. I see. I get that. But, I mean, it, when you're breaking down Seattle's roster, especially when you break down, let's say, a wide receiver tandem, are the Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, Paul Richardsons of the world's better than the Los Angeles Rams wide receiver roster? What what changes that? Why are they able to make plays and the Baby L.A. Steps. Rams can't do anything? They're not there yet. They're not at the point yeah. right now where they're going to go up against a Seattle team and out-scheme them and beat a Pete Carroll, who's been to the playoffs year after year after year, been to two Super Bowls. Yeah, he's been to no, more been, than Jeff. He's been to two. He won He won against Denver, and he lost against uh, He lost against New England. And oh, oh, did he? Malcolm Butler. I, I can't remember that one. Malcolm no, Butler. Oh, that. man, I was beside myself when that, that was happened. awful. Well, you know, well, he, I think I think if, if the offensive line play, and especially the interior offensive line play by the Rams, was any sign tonight, next week is going to be a long one for Case Cam, and he's going to spend a lot of time on his rear end. Uh, against the Dolphins, they were able to sack uh, Ryan Tannehill five times. Five different players sacked him five times. They put nine hits on Ryan, on Ryan Tannehill throughout that entire game. That's some serious defensive penetration. If they can't, if they can't stop 
the blitz packages that the Seahawks are absolutely going to dial up with Cliff Averill, Cliff Averill up the middle. Nasty. Cliff Averill is a monster, and I mean, I don't have. I mean, KJ Wright is a very good and I think underrated linebacker, and I don't have to start you know defending the secondary for the Seahawks with Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman. It's it that they speak for themselves. And I I don't think this is a uh, Case Keenum problem either. I don't think if the Jared Goff comes in as Joe Montana, he's going to win with this team. Like this team needs a lot of help. Oh, there's so many there's so many obstacles to winning on this roster um, that it's it, it looks to be a work in, in progress for an extended period of time. I know we had high hopes for them to come out and just look like a cohesive unit. They don't look like that at I all I fucked right them. Yeah, you, I, you I did. I fucked them last them. week. You did. How do you I, feel about that? I'm waking up at 10 with a 2. That's how I feel. Because I, I immediately, when, when they did start poor, I immediately thought about that. I was like, Tony, Tony. I was ready, guys. Tony. I'm ready. And I mean, we're still going to be here every week following the L.A. Rams and rooting for them. I'll be watching these these goddamn Rams every single week. But, uh, guys, it was not a good start. No, it wasn't. But it's week one. It's week one. It is week one. And, and I think there's 15 more games left to play, 16 more weeks of football. And love it. And yeah, football I, I, is I back, football baby. Football is back. And it's back in Los Angeles. It's and back. it wasn't a great start, but bit by bit. Ram it. Let's do it. All right, Coasters. Well, this week's injury report. Who's hurt this week? All right, well. Besides Keenan Allen. (laughs) Well, I was going to lead off with Keenan. That's a big one. But, you know, the team announced today that uh, he tore his ACL in his right knee and would miss the remainder of the season. This Um, is uh, the San Diego Chargers marquee wide receiver. Uh, for those yeah, of you, big for deal those of you who receiver. may not be familiar with Keenan Allen, and, and honestly, the only thing in San Diego that's it's worth watching, yeah, like he, he's a he could. There were a lot of talks about him being a, a top five wide receiver this year, like making another little jump here. To a the, friend to of the ours, elite. a friend of ours, had him as his keeper in uh, in a fantasy league. He picked he he picked pretty much to ride his entire season on the success of Keenan Allen, and fell that, to the ground when ended, the news came out. Pretty quickly. And uh, don't forget, too, that last year he missed eight games with a lacerated kidney. So Yeah, I remember those fondly. He was on my fantasy team then. The curse of Keenan the, Allen. Fa- fantasy's a killer, man. <laughs> fantasy's taking years off my life. Some other news is Russell Wilson. Uh, according to mm. the NFL News, there is a chance that he will be limited throughout the week due to an ankle sprain. Who uh, starts in Seattle? If he, is it is it uh, Tavares Jackson? No. Trayvon, yeah. Trayvon Boykin out of Trayvon Texas Boykin. Christian. Yes. Tavares Jackson, who uh, and who, a rookie, I believe. That, rookie, wouldn't that be interesting? Late round rookie quarterbacks playing for uh, remember, established teams. Didn't he get suspended from the final game from his from the bowl game, the final game of uh, TCU? Season? I don't recall. I he did something. Not a TCU fan. Uh, and I believe he got suspended, which was. But he's supposed to be. He was a monster in college. There's, there's no chance Russell missed that game. Misses this game. No, I mean I was watching that intently. Russell again. We're not going to talk about fantasy too much, but he is my fantasy quarterback this year. I was watching him with intent. Uh, the thing is, is how limited is he in the game? Because he is a very mobile quarterback. He does move his feet and makes plays on the run and all the good things that you want a mobile quarterback to do. But if he's limited in any way. And that Rams D-line will get to him. That Seattle offensive line is not the best in the world. So Far from it. So Russell Russell might have a little bit of trouble doing his normal Russell Wilson thing. So that's uh, a little interesting. I'm, I'm worried about Brian, another uh, quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, there was some uh, tough news out of Cleveland today that Robert Griffin will be placed on the IR, which will be an eight-week leave. Now, he forced that himself on that play. Oh, yeah. 
Like that was that was Russell, that was uh, I'm sorry Robert's fault. He he was running out of bounds, could easily have stepped on the white and not gotten hit, but he lowered his shoulder and tried to hit the cornerback. And I haven't heard this one before, but he has fractured his coracoid bone in his left shoulder. So not throwing shoulder, but I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that word is. Um, <laughs> but he broke it, and that leaves now. The good news is that it's a two to three week recovery, and then it's week to week from there. So um, it is one of those injuries that you kind of have to test out and see how it goes. But um, they expect him to be back hopefully in the middle of the season. But I don't, I don't think it really matters. I don't either. This is not what you want as, as a Cleveland Browns fan. You're already looking at a team that just does not have much to show for itself. I know, I know, I know Hugh Jackson is, is people are high on Hugh Jackson. He's a, he is a good coach. He's proven that he can develop players in the past. And, and I would love to see him be successful in Cleveland but that franchise is just not built to win. It's a factory of sadness. It is a factory of sadness. Now, now, Josh McCown, though, you don't have any faith in him coming in and being serviceable? I, I mean, well, but that's the story of Josh McCown's career is he's a serviceable quarterback. You can put him in when your your first stringer is is hurt, and he'll throw for 250 yards and two touchdowns, but there's probably going to be a pick in there, and he's probably going to get sacked three or four times over the course of that. He can't move. I mean, I, 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 he's an old man. He really is. All right. Now we've got uh, next week's schedule up here. On to the next one. We're on to Cincinnati. Let's check this thing out. (laughs) Uh, This Thursday, we've got the Jets at the Bills. A game that I'm a okay missing. Yeah, I'm not going to be really upset if I don't have the opportunity to see this one. But if I happen to be at home in front of my TV on the couch, yeah, I'll probably watch it. I think the Jets come out on top of this I do one. Too. I don't think there's any reason to suspect the Bills are going to win this. They had a really sad first week of football. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Eric Decker, and the whole crew. They played just, well against Cincy. The they Jets did. did. They did. They, 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 they're going to win. I think this is going to be a must win for them if they're going to be a wild card contender. So something to think about. Uh, Saints and Giants. Wow, that's actually going to be a good game. As it much should. as I hate New York, they played much better. It's going to be I a slop fest. Yeah, that's good. That might be take the over. That's all I have to say. I'm going to take New Orleans. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm also going to take uh, New Orleans in this one. They're going to be bitter about the fact that they lost on a gutsy two point conversion at the end of that game uh, by Oakland. I think New Orleans is going to come out. New Orleans is going to come out firing. And I wasn't particularly impressed by anything that the Giants did against the Cowboys. But that's how they, they win, man. They didn't win that's that how game. They, win, they didn't win that game. Dallas lost that I still game. Still contend the New York the Giants. Giants just some how win games they shouldn't okay next we've got the titans at the lions my oh man Detroit Lions. Stop they almost the did presses. it titans at the lions they almost did it they almost blew it again but yeah, yeah but matt true. stafford looked great um so what do you think uh, i think the lions win sadly i think the lions win as well the titans just did not impress no. me as much as they marcus should. mariota was just awful I thought, looking. I thought they'd be a lot better this i year. really did too um i was not impressed with what i saw from tennessee i think uh i think that's uh i think matt stafford actually maybe even make quick work of tennessee next week i hope so i hope so we'll see what they do uh next we've got the cowboys at the redskins that'll be a good game i'll be, I'll be interested to see if Dak can 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 do what he did again and this time come out with a win. I think he does. And, hey, I'll tell you, the the, the quarterback that looked the worst, we were talking about young quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins played a really crappy game. He did not against look good. Pittsburgh. No, he did not look and good. And if he, if he brings that to, uh, to Dallas, then Dallas might run all over him. I think Dallas wins that game. I think Dak Prescott's going to come out and get his first W there. And uh, This is bad, Dangles. We're agreeing on every one. I know. This is bad. We this need to find for good rating, guys. <laughs> uh, next, we've got the Chiefs at the Texans. Ooh, I think this might be... This is my, my, where we all disagree. Texans. 
hands down the Texans. I think the Texans, they got punched in the mouth by Chicago. They really did, and then they came back and beat Chicago up. Chicago, again, a team I think is better than they showed on week one. Jay Cutler, again, oh, throwing Jay Cutler passes. Dangles. What do, but what do you but hold on, real fast, uh, uh, Kansas City really showed a lot of like w- what their holes are, and I think Texas beats them. I think Kansas City wins. I Ooh. think I think if they can eke out a win against the Chargers like, like that, they shouldn't have any trouble uh, winning against Houston. Now, the Macklin injury, if depending on what happens over the you know the course of the week could potentially be a problem for them depending on how healthy he is to run but Spencer Ware boy did he have himself a day on Sunday and um, yeah, he did and uh so I think I think Kansas City comes out with another win they moved to 2 and 0 I'm giving the tiebreaker to Texans only because it's at home and uh Brock Osweiler surprised me you want to talk about a young quarterback who did show up Brock showed up and he earned his paycheck uh next we have the Dolphins at the Patriots Oh, that's that's easy. I mean, uh, Miami played Seattle really tough, but that was a heartbreaking loss, especially when they had a seventy-yard touchdown in the hands of Kenny Stills. Oh that man, torn that, that game open. just dropped. I was sitting next to Seahawk fans when I saw that happen at the bar, and I just looked over, and the Seahawk fan just looked at me, and he just goes, "That sucks to watch." <laughs> he goes, "I hate watching that happen yeah. to anybody, even when it's you know in your favor." He goes, "It's terrible to watch." Can't so run with the ball terrible. before you catch it. No, and uh, so yeah, I'm taking uh, Patriots. Go, oh, I wonder who go you got. Garoppolo. I mean, I I really I can't. Yeah, Patriots are going to win that game. I think they win although, it by two touchdowns. Although, where is it? Is it in New England? New England. Okay, I was going to say because uh, New England has trouble in Miami, especially when it's hot outside. But if it's in New England, home game opener over. at Gillette. Yeah. Patriots win. Garoppolo looks great again. And Sound the, um, so I am hearing that Gronk could be out for the first couple I don't of weeks think it really matters. of the season, but it, based on the other night, it might not matter. Oh, it, will, it won't. They're looking too good. Next, we've got the Ravens at the Browns. Baltimore looked pretty, I mean, they played a crappy team, but Baltimore looked solid. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I still contend they're a middle level team that yeah. seems to play it down to their level. I think they pull think it out. They, against I the think Browns. they thrive. I think they thrive on, in that kind of an environment, though. The Ravens thrive in being underestimated. They certainly weren't the favorites to win the Super Bowl when they did against the San Francisco 49ers. I don't, I, well, early on in the season, maybe not just in the game, but early on in the season, I don't think the Ravens were necessarily a favorite to win. Were that you guys Super impressed Bowl. with Joe Flacco? Be honest. Not more than I usually am. I okay. mean, he's not kind to of say just, I was impressed, but I wasn't disappointed. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll so take that. I like Baltimore to win that That should game. be on Joe Flacco's tombstone, by the way. I don't way. think there's any reason to think that the Browns are going to look good next week again, especially <laughs> That's a mean Robert thing Griffin. to say about Joe. Uh, next, we have the 49ers at the Panthers. Boy, these games, huh? The games the games are, I mean, week two, man. We don't know a lot about these teams. 49ers came to play. Chip Kelly running a really fast offense. Blaine Gabbert had to run a lot, but he made smart decisions. I'm taking the Panthers, though. Yeah, no, absolutely taking the Panthers. Kim is going to be really upset after week one losing. Uh, I know he's pissed off that they didn't get the he didn't get a lot of the calls against him because he got he just got jacked up in the head a couple of That's times. That's true, and, and 49ers will jack him up as well. Yeah, they absolutely will, especially if they don't think that people are going to call it on him. Something else to point out. The league is a reactive league, so when something goes wrong and people aren't getting their calls, they seem to over-call That's the following true. week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you're going to watch Cam Newton get protected just fine. I'm uh, fine with that. He deserves Mm. To be. Oh yeah, that was that, there. Was, there was a couple egregious ones in there that just you know somebody should get fined for. Uh, next, we have the Bengals at the Steelers. That might be the game of the week right there. That's oh, going to yeah. be one hell of a game. Since uh, uh, he pulled out a really tough win against New York, Pittsburgh kicked the crap out of Washington, and it's in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, that I mean that might swing it for me to pick Pittsburgh, but that's going to be one dandy of a game. 
I'm going to go with the Bengals for this one. I like Cincinnati to win this game. Uh, I like what I saw out of them against the Jets in week one. Andy Dalton had a great game. A.J. Green shouldered a lot of the wide receiving load for them. And really, who else do they have to shoulder that load? And the defense. The Bengals defense is there. I think despite the fact that they're on the road, they go out and win. It's going to be an awesome game. I think you uh, watch Ben Roethlisberger do what Ben Roethlisberger does, and that's usually beat the Bengals. Uh, I, that's huge, true. I'm a huge Bengal fan, and um, unfortunately, they don't do well against the Steelers at Pittsburgh. So, uh, best of luck, boys. Next, we have the Buccaneers at the Cardinals. This is my game of the week. That's fun. That'll be fun. That, I think there might be a hundred points scored in that game. Yeah, two very high-powered offenses, high octane, I'm, lots of passing yards. We're going to see in this game. I mean, we saw Jameis destroy an Atlanta defense that's really not up to snuff. But the Cardinals have a damn good defense even though Jimmy Garoppolo played well against them they well, still got in Garoppolo's face I'm excited to see what Jameis can do against the one thing that. I will say for uh the Cardinal defense last night is there was one man who gave Jimmy Garoppolo fits all night long and it is his former teammate Chandler Jones yeah. out of Syracuse University the man the go myth orange. the legend go orange and he was I was so mad and I'm still angry that the Patriots traded him away for freaking peanuts yeah well and now he's on this he and he he was breaking through the line like crazy last night I think Arizona wins that game hands down I'm gonna agree with you I, I think what you're gonna end up seeing is a kicker match I think you're gonna watch Aguayo a kicker match. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. There, those both those twenty four twenty one on field goals. <laughs> oh, in, in tight games like that, I could see that going down to a tight game. Hey, and, that's and, true. And and kicks matter. And we saw a couple of games end by oh, a missed man. field goal this well, year. When this Chandler Kenizaro stepped up last night, and granted, it wasn't his fault. Graham oh, that was not too. his uh, fault. As a former kicker, no, that is not your fault. But the but the thing that'll be interesting to see is in this next week in total is if the kicking can get better. We saw some bad kicking. There was this a week. lot of bad mm-hmm. kicking. The bad quarterback kicking. play was great. The kicking game. Not so, not so much. Next, we have the Falcons at the Raiders. Uh, oh, oh, that's a that that game. I would take the over on, put all my money on it. I There's like no Oakland. defense on either team. Um, I like Oakland too, but I'm going to go with the Falcons because I need them to win some games if my season over under total is going to hit. So go Falcons. I think I think Oakland. I think Khalil Mack breaks through and, and sacks Matt Ryan three times. I think Oakland wins that game. I want to see what Oakland does at home. Can they be dominant at home? Next, we have the Jaguars at the Chargers. Jaguars. Yeah. San, San like, Diego's done. I like Jacksonville to win that game as well. They'll get their first win of the season. Next, we have the Colts at the Broncos. Uh, I, I, Andrew Luck did play really well. I think he was rated as the pro football focus, highest, his highest quarterback. Yep, highest rated one. Uh, but Broncos are going to win Denver's that game. Denver's good defense is going to make him look silly. I, I, Indy's defense has it was so poor. So, so poor. I've never seen... Uh, Indianapolis that bad since probably the early Peyton Manning years. That was a very poor display of football. So yeah, go Broncos on yeah, that one. I like Denver. Uh, next we have the Packers. And the Vikings. Packers are going to win. I don't even need to hear who the opponent is. Uh, Packers. I was so worried about this Jacksonville game. I didn't talk about it last week because I was worried I didn't want to jinx anything. But they won a game that. That was a very difficult game. Jacksonville, I think, is a good team this year. They were never going to be more hyped up than in that week one game home opener. And uh, Packers pulled it off. Defense played just well enough. I think that offense only gets better. I think Eddie Lacy only gets better. I think the Packers beat a game that I would take the under on. That might be a, a 10-7 to 7 game. I really want to pick the Vikings in this matchup, but I just can't. I don't think that they're able to beat just with that, without, a, without a solid starting quarterback. Granted, they did, they did show up and play this week, and they eked out a win. But I just don't. I just don't see them beating Green Bay. They're going to lose. It is the home opener in a oh, new man. stadium in Minnesota. I. That's why I'm going to go with the Vikings. 
I think you're going to see Sam Bradford come in week two. Uh, you're going to hope Sam Bradford well, comes in. I hope Sam Bradford I, faces I, my I, defense. I don't think it'll be a good thing if Sam Bradford comes because then they won't be able to game plan for him. Not that you need to game plan Sam Bradford, but that's one more element to a team that already has a great defense. I watched Aaron Rodgers throw more balls on the run out of the pocket against a good Jaguar defense, and now they're going to be playing a better Minnesota defense at home in the opener of that new stadium, I think they're going to give him fits. I think Blair Walsh redeems himself, kicks game winner. You're welcome. All right. Mark me down. Next, we got the Eagles at the Bears. What a what a game. Is this the Monday night no, I game? I don't really. It is. The Monday that, night game this week is boy. Eagles at the Bears. I didn't think it could be a crappier game than San Fran at L.A. But, or L.A. It's at in San Chicago. Fran. But. I think uh, I think the Eagles win that game. Carson Wentz wins again. They look good, and the Bears just fucking suck, man. I'm gonna tell you because again, sorry I, Saunders. I, I like I like the Bears this year, and also uh, Cleveland was playing fairly close before RG3 hurt his shoulder. I think Chicago wins this game in a in a breeze. I don't understand your faith in the Chicago. Yeah, me Bears. neither. Especially I being really a Packer don't. fan, you you just like keep wanting them to win. Fun fact: Jay Cutler. <laughs> I told Tony this before, and he just like looked at me like he just couldn't believe it. Jay Cutler in uh, his entire career has only thrown for more than 4,000 yards once, and that was eight years ago. Yeah, because he's terrible. Well, <laughs> but, but, well, but he, he's that terrible. He's terrible. He's you, that terrible. If you count the yards that the defenders get after they intercept him, he might have hit 4,000 a couple times And it times didn't stop. Now. I mean, he's just the most erratic quarterback. Hey, go Bears. Go Bears. <laughs> We are finally yeah, on iTunes, on you iTunes. guys. Uh, we weren't last week. We are now. So iTunes, SoundCloud, you open can catch up your up. yeah, open up your podcast app on your phone. Go to iTunes, search for the Left Coasters, and you'll find us. You can't miss the logo. And the logo uh, is great. The logo is great, and you can catch up on the week one preview if you missed it. But tune in again. This has been so much fun, and we're it's really looking blast. forward. Despite the fact that the Rams didn't score and point tonight, we're looking forward to uh, the rest of the season. And if you have any suggestions about what you'd like on our yeah, show or open right? ears, we're at the Left Coasters Podcast at Gmail that's the Left Coasters Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, Coasters. Have a good week, and we will see you guys next week. See you next week. Horns up. Yeah. Ram it. Horns up, up baby. should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. 
Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. 